0: Welcome to the Aquatic Mentors Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Van Eyck. In this episode, I interview two ladies who are at the head of the Aquatics and Recreation Victoria office. Taya Phillips is the Member Services and Event Coordinator, and Kathleen Partrin is the Chief Executive Officer at ARV. While not having a background in swimming, these two ladies have brought the experience and skills they acquired through previous roles to ARV. Kathy's experience covers locals, state and federal government in the areas of community well-being, community capacity building, health and disability services, children's services, planning and development, as well as many more roles in government. Tay's experience lies in event management and marketing, which has included roles for guest services and events at Walt Disney World and hospitality and special events at Cricket Australia. Kathy has experienced a baptism of fire into her role of CEO at ARV, being only a month into her role when the 2019 and 20 fires hit Eastern Victoria. During ARV's Star Vic Swim program, Kathy and Taya, with the help of all the Vic Swim staff, had the challenge of moving, cancelling and rehousing daily swimming lessons for the intensive three-week program. AOV is now playing a large role in supporting the Victorian aquatic industry as we endeavour to come out of COVID lockdown as a stronger, more unified industry. I hope you enjoy my interview with Taya Phillips and Cathy Parton from Aquatics and Recreation Victoria as much as I did. Please share your thoughts on Cathy and Taya's interview on our Facebook page, Aquatic Mentors, and you'll find their contact details listed at the end of the show notes. So if you want to share your aquatic story, please contact me via email. It's regionalswimclinics at Outlook.com. That's Regionalswim Clinics at Outlook.com. And let's jump in and find out more about Taya and Kathy's journey in swimming.
1: So how did you start your journey in swimming? Well, it was a bit of a fluke to be honest. So I actually don't come from a swimming or aquatic background. I come from an event management background. So I studied event management and part of my course was I had to go on placement in a workplace for six months. And it just happened that I got put with ARV during my placement in my event management course. So Um, even though we're in a peak body for aquatics and recreation we run a a lot of events and a lot of conferences and awards dinners and professional development so i was basically put in on placement to assist with those events so i was with arv for six months and then i actually went overseas and spent a year overseas working in event management and then when i came Back, it just happened that there was a job going at ARB and I basically thought that was a great inroads. And I rang the the CEO at the time and basically said, "Oh, do you remember me? I was your your intern a year ago," and said, "Come in tomorrow." And I went in, had an interview, and started. I think then the next day, and I've never left. Wow! <laughs> what perfect timing to come back. It was very perfect timing. I remember getting off the plane and coming home and, you know, I've been overseas now and now I have to get a job and I got on seek and I typed in event management and the first job that came up was ARB. So Ah, I think it was a bit of fact. (laughs) Mm. And was that back with Anthony McIntosh? That was before him. It was Ian Swan.
0: Ah, okay. Mm. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Great work
1: about eight years probably coming up to actually it's probably like Mm. nine years ago now
0: Mm. so you'll be up for long service yes
1: well I did have a bit of time off in between so it did reset but yeah all in all it it would be close to yeah eight or nine nine years
0: Mm. great way
1: fantastic and
2: Kathy yeah uh, my story is a bit opportunistic as well for many years I've been working in the government sector in both local, state and federal government in community services, and particularly more recently in local government community services directorate, focused on you know the planning and provision of community services, which includes aquatic and recreation facilities. So I, at the end of last year, decided to take long service leave from my role at Knox, and we had been starting to think about you know, making a change from that. And uh, it was sort of interesting because a year or so ago, I took on a role on the board of ARV. And, you know, our recent CEO had had left the organisation. So the position was vacant and the organisation was looking at how it was going to recruit for a new position. And the board asked me, you know, what am I doing at the moment? And I said, well, look, I'm taking some long service leave, but they said, look, would you be interested in sort of stepping in in an interim capacity into the role? So I thought, well, why not? Whenever a door's (laughs) open like that before in my career, I've always said yes and it's always ended up turning out for the best. So I thought, well, yeah, look, I think, there's probably a a strong relationship with what I've been doing and the work of ARV, but it it probably wasn't till a few months into the role that I realized the depth of the operations of the organization and, and what I didn't know actually as a board member. So it's really exposed me a lot more to who we are and what we do as an organization and the broader industry as well and who are all the key stakeholders in the industry and you know the challenges and the opportunities and successes and needless to say we'll probably touch on this going forward but it's been a very interesting time to come into (laughs) the role (laughs) just a little (laughs) yeah yeah
0: I love that and there's such a diversity coming into the role from both of you Such a great background, and I think that's what adds to your roles and to your abilities is that background you can bring in.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. I think, as Tay would know, there's been a number of things that have felt familiar, even people. You know, you you reconnect with people you've known in the industry in a different in a different way, and in in this new role. So that's been a positive, actually. Mm. Yeah.
0: And. I love the fact that you mentioned especially working with the main governing bodies and things like that in swimming because there are so many out there and it's even hard for us as swim teachers and swim coaches to understand who does what and who is who. So to
2: you guys to be able to bring that forward to us, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been very helpful to have that understanding of the different levels of government and just, I suppose, the political astuteness that comes from that, especially at the moment, yeah. Yeah, 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 and to decipher what the hell's going on.
0: It makes it a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> so, throughout your careers and even what you've done with ARV, what's the biggest lesson you've learned?
1: I think for both of us, having not grown up in the aquatic industry, we've both learnt the industry, which has been great. And I think during this time, probably being poor, Kathy stepped into this role when the organization has never functioned like this before with COVID and bushfires and she's had to tackle not only not only a new role but a new role that is very different to job description. So I feel like we we've both had to learn the the industry and we've we've both you know there's so many parts of the industry as well being being a peat body and, and dealing with so many different parts. I mean even our membership component it's not just facilities and councils we've got every all the components of an aquatic and recreation centre from your builders to your tiling companies to your gym equipment i mean it's such a broad range of members that we look after on top of the individual members and your actual facilities that it's a really it's a real big learning curve to make sure that you you cover and support all of those different avenues within an aquatic and recreation sector
0: Yeah. And that's something I've found like going to conferences, but also looking at your events page and the different sort of meetings that you have and the different committee groups that you have, there's such a broad range and even things like, you know, Crete and stuff like that. I think, Oh no, you're dealing with the big area and a big lot of people. So it's you can cover those areas and help everyone. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I think, I think for me, one of the, And changing roles recently, this has really rung true again, is that I think what leads to a happy professional life for me is when obviously you're surrounded by good people, but when the organisation you're working with aligns their values with yours, your own personal ones. And when that connects, I think that for me is when you're in a positive environment and one that's going, going to really draw the best out of you. I think probably this role's also just confirmed for me that other lesson of, you know, when you're true to yourself and your own integrity, then for me is, is where you can, you can leave at the end of the day and feel comfortable, you know, with what you've done and what you've achieved. And I think that can be tested you know, especially in these roles when we're working on behalf of others and having to make decisions that sometimes are hard. And, you know, we don't always have the luxury of time to engage with the whole industry before we're making some decisions. So having confidence in yourself, staying true to yourself, backing yourself, I think that's been a bit of a lesson that, you know, that's important to do. That's really well put, I really agree with that.
1: Yeah,
0: and I really like it too because especially in this time with COVID, it's something that we've all got to look at and, you, Cathy, trusting your instincts and taking on that role, I think that's a big jump for anyone and the COVID's going to be the same and trust, know what you can do, especially as we come out of COVID and not getting caught up in the, you know, the big drama of the whole thing and trusting yourself. yeah. We're all having to pivot and do something different just to be able to stay alive. So, yeah, yeah, that's the point, both of you. Yeah,
2: and, you know, you watch and observe how other people are doing things and obviously take that on board. But I think, you know, for us to be successful and us to be comfortable with what we're doing, we have to personally feel comfortable with our decisions and our approaches and that's sort of what we're checking in on all the time, yeah.
0: Yeah, and values plays a big role in that because yeah, if you're not comfortable oh, in that, absolutely. Yeah, you need to. And yeah, every absolutely. business needs good values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So, has there been a highlight in your journey with ARV or your journey
2: altogether? It's funny because Taya said to me only a week or so ago, Kathy, this role would have been so different for you if COVID hadn't happened and we would have had so many more highlights (laughs) fun (laughs) highlights you know and because obviously you know a lot of our events and activities that we either we lead or that we participate in in the industry haven't been happening you know those highlights haven't been there so we've had to find sort of other other things that we're either grateful for or that we we enjoy or that we you know get a highlight from so like far and <laughs> <ones away. laughs> <laughs> the watching television and talking about that each night uh, our football teams you know yes. but um i suppose the the one professional highlight right now is the fact that we've had a key role in bringing together the industry to collectively respond to the COVID-19 issue and particularly the advocacy to government around, you know, what our industry needs, you know, how it's been impacted and try to sort of get some some sort of support for our industry. So, you know, whilst that's, that's got its tough, tough components to it, it has been a highlight that we're seeing the industry come together in that way from what Tay has told me that hasn't happened in the past, what hasn't needed to possibly, but you know, that we'll take that as a positive. Yeah. I
0: really like that. That's fantastic. It's a highlight because like you said, that it hasn't come together. It hasn't needed to come together before. We can bring everyone together. We can learn from each other, but I think it's something, especially for me, mentoring is such a big factor, and especially out here in the country to be able to mentor people through going to bring a unified industry and if we can continue that and it's mm. to the future it's going to be swimming and aquatics bigger and better than ever and we can come out of covid just having this amazing industry that's going to leave everyone else behind yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. And I have to say the highlight probably for me, only because it's my baby, is the awards dinner. That's the highlight of my role. It's my favourite thing to do. It tops yeah. everything out. It's better than any conference and it, probably because it has that fun factor and it's everything that it is fun. There's nothing really else that I can yeah. say there's a lot of work involved, but there's not one bit of work that isn't enjoyable when it comes to the awards dinner. And it does feel like I'm organising the Logies, so I really enjoy that. Um, even though I haven't had an opportunity to do it this year, next year we'll just have to make it bigger and better. Yeah, that's exactly. It to it. The Golden Globes next year, not the Logies. <laughs> We've upgraded. We're going. We're going uh, America now. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, Blitz and globes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. brilliant. Those industry at times when we can let our hair down and get to know each other and connect again. It's networking. It's just an amazing opportunity for people and to be able to dress up out of our bathers and rashies, it you know, it makes something different. I love going <laughs> down and looking all spiffy. So good work. Yeah. We love them too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's
2: a
1: great opportunity to celebrate the industry as well. I mean industry give out so much to the community and it's so important for community well-being Um, and it's really important to then give back to the staff that that work Mm. in that industry and appreciate and recognize them as well so even though it's a it's a fun night and we all get to let our hair down it's a really good message behind it as well yes absolutely Mm.
0: yeah that's right well said good work.
1: yeah (laughs) So has there been anyone
0: that's played a big role in your journey, whether it be a mentor or a family friend or a coach?
1: Well, I've, I think I've been very lucky while I've been at ARB because I've had four CEOs that have all been fantastic and have all taught me something very different and have all been very different in their own rights as well. So I think I've been very lucky with the, the CEOs that ARB have employed over the years and credit to Cathy, she has done a fantastic job during this time, yet could not talk more highly of how she's handled herself during this whole pandemic, bushfires, weather, scenarios, you name it. So I think it's been very lucky to have some really, really good influences throughout my time, and they've all been fantastic. So good recruiting by the board. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it must be a mutual admiration society because, as far as the, you know, who's played a big role in my, entree into the aquatics and recreation industry and in ARV, it's Taya. She's really been my rock as far as her knowledge and experience, her ability to stay cool and calm under pressure, her quick thinking and optimistic approach, I think, has just been wonderful to work with and has really helped me through some sort of, you know, rocky times over those six or seven months. So, in a broader professional life, you know, there's been many bosses mentors teams that I've worked with that have really helped guide and support me and and that I've learnt from along the way and of course like all of us you know people close to home as well who hear it all even though they're outside of the bubble they don't have a clue what you're talking about but they're there for you, <laughs> support yeah, you. So, the best. yeah I think it's I think it's a, it's a mix of people and I think probably the older you get you work out who you who's best to assist you with what, you know, who do you go to for what sort of areas. Yeah.
1: We're a good yeah. power team. Power couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll have to have a secret handshake
0: soon. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. how hey, you've both said that there's different different influences in your life and they all bring something new. And it's not just yeah you guys, the people that you work together because you're spending so much time together mates, they take a big role, there's also people at home, and I think it's just outlining that you can take bits and pieces from different mentors. I know I've got two or three main mentors that I take some bits from her and some bits from him, and mm. just. Mm. And everyone has their own experience and then you adapt it for what suits you and what fits in with your life the
2: best that's right mm. and yeah, i love eight. the
0: fact that you guys are a power couple because <laughs> they are easy, <these> strong hands <laughs> it'll be fantastic from there on
2: we hope so yeah yeah
1: you, yeah. you can't
2: break up the power couple kathy <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's not going anywhere. I won't let her. (laughs) We'd like a few more.
0: (laughs) We need a country one. I'll be the country power. (laughs) So what advice would you give to a new swim teacher, a new coach or someone coming into the industry?
1: I was going to say, I just think there's a real lack of knowledge about people progressing through the industry. I think that, quite often people start as a swim teacher or pool lifeguard in uni as a part-time job and don't see the career progression through to what they could achieve at the end. I think that's probably a general conception across the the board. There is so many avenues that it can open up to that, you know, as a starting point, you know, if you're a swim teacher or pool lifeguard, there is so many leadership roles that can come out of that and so many different avenues and so many job opportunities. And I don't know if that's really pay hey, like path the path is really strong and that that probably doesn't progress into these leadership roles that there really is there that's there. So I think we need to probably show more what opportunities can come can come out of these roles and also the value of giving back, giving back to the community.
0: Mm. I really like that answer. And that's a big thing for me is the I think career I'm opportunity because we see out here in the country is that they're taking on the role. They're, they're either taking it on young and then they're moving to the city to do university. And then once they've done university, they go off in their career field. But, you know, there's a lot of careers that can be built back into aquatics and there's a lot of building... Yes a lot of areas you can go and I think that's a really great point that we need to market and we need to develop those opportunities and especially in this day and age with technology we don't know what careers are going to be around in a couple of years
2: yeah Yeah, well that's probably what comes to mind for me I think my advice is now is a good time to get into the industry we've heard over a number of months now of of employers concerns around the retention of their employees in their in their organizations and concern that COVID might lead to people leaving the industry so certainly a great time to come into the industry. I, I think this is not just for the aquatics and rec industry but probably for all industries that my advice for any new staff member would be to skill up and be open to flexibility and change and resilience you know our world's changing it has changed and i think the more people are comfortable in their ability to adapt to change that's going to be critical for any role going forward and i think also you know being a good team player you know we don't work on our own we we need to work with others and i think to you know, to be self-aware of yourself and to sort of be able to understand others and be respectful of them, that's going to really lead to stronger teams, you know, stronger industry overalls. But, you know, we encourage anyone who comes into the industry to join with us. You know, we're here to support people in the industry and provide them with lots of opportunities, whether it be for professional development or connecting them with others. We actually have talked about potentially the need for a mentor program within our industry, you know, to, to support people. I think that could be something we could look at. Hmm. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be something would be amazing for the
0: industry. It would be gr- great to promote and bring it, like I said, especially in the regional areas, that we can work off of each other and develop each other and build the... Yeah. E- and I think teamwork like you said is a major thing because a lot of swims mm. developed on teams whether you're in the water or whether you're a team manager or actual facility manager you know you, we've got to work together to be able to have that facility run really well and understand everything everyone brings in their own expertise to it so to be able to utilize that yeah. would be just amazing yeah yep and I like where yeah, you're okay. directing that Looks mm. good so for
1: you guys what does swimming look like in the future well i think it's been really evident since kathy's come on board that covid has hit that there is a real need for the peat body to grow and to have a more of an advocacy side of the organization and Cathy's Kathy's doing a great job on that. And I think the future will really see a, a growth of the organisation and a growth of the projects and the the work that we can output to the industry. So I think the future only looks bright and it will just be an expansion of ARB. Am I being too positive? Characters? No, no, no. I, I actually
2: had I, I we that. a similar thing that I think, yeah, no. I expect this role will be different going forward, and I think Tay has touched on. And I think what we've learnt over this time is that we might have been, as an organisation and and this role, a bit inactive in some of the sort of areas of a peak association like advocacy and so on. So I think I think going forward, the role will will continue to have a key place in coordination of the sector, as well as hopefully, you know, all those enjoyable things we were talking about before, you know, also being part of leading some great industry events and activities. And and I think, you know, we're trying to advocate for sort of more resources for ARV. So, you know, to, to really achieve some of the things that we think are important for our organisation and for the industry, we're looking for additional resources to assist us to do that. And so, to grow the ARB team would be great to be able to support that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. And yeah. it is good to be positive, especially in what we're going through. But to be able to look to the future, like you said, growing the team, getting more resources. You guys have run programs that have made such a difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, the Vic Swim program. Yeah for facilities Mm. and things like that to be able to expand on those and do more would just be such a great opportunity for arv and also for yeah the victorian industry
2: yeah
0: Mm. so how can we as an individual or as an industry promote and develop the learn to swim and also competitive swimming side to encourage more participants but doing that with
2: less funding Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, you know, the promotion of this industry, a lot of it is word of mouth. And I think what really obviously assists that is the provision of really high quality services enhances the reputation of the industry. So that's without funding or getting more funding. That's just getting the right people into the right roles. And, you know, everyone leading those organisations in, in, in the way that we've described is really positive leadership. So I think it's, you know, to start with, it's about that, building on just that quality of the service sector, as well as promotion, cheap promotion comes through social media and other sort of strategies like that. So, you know, yeah, they're, they're probably my first thoughts. This is Taya's area of expertise.
1: yeah Yeah, i think it's it's just really important to portray to the industry how important learn to swim is for the safety of children you know we see every year with the plate safe by the water campaign the drowning stats and the toddlers that drown in 20 seconds and it's just i think really important to make sure that that's really well known within the industry and and the general public. For competitive swimming, I think it's probably all about encouragement and getting the benefits out of competitive swimming. So there's a lot of pathways there. There's a lot of programs now that encourage that. There's a lot out there that really helps professional swimming and grassroots swimming as well. So I think we've got a really good name and brand out there already for learn to swim I think probably the biggest issue at the moment is the cost it's not cheap to go swimming mm-hmm. probably an issue across the board and that isn't probably something that is going to change overnight and and definitely is something that needs to be funded for that to be reduced but just making sure the importance of learn to swim and, and the drowning stats that are out there it is really important true
2: I'm, you know two of the focuses that we've wanted to promote with the industry has been the health and well-being outcomes that come from participation in this industry and that's that's as you know paid up people coming into the centres and facilities but also staff and so the, the health and well-being outcomes but also that this is a really safe environment and I think that's really important at the moment that to to assist to build the community confidence out there at this time for people to know that this is a very safe industry. And I've just been overwhelmed with how, you know, rigorous our industry has been in ensuring that, you know, really going beyond every measure to ensure that our facilities are, you know, not just clean, but actually, you know, safe. And I mean that in the truest sense of the word for holistically yeah
0: yeah and I really like Mm. how people just jumped on board and that was the first thing they did straight away was making sure the facilities were clean ready go safe for everyone and safety is just a factor that we have to encounter with aquatics Mm. we've got you know the drowning risk of the water there so it's something that we're used to taking into fact which helps us and puts us ahead of the game originally And I also like, Taya, how you went on to the point of water safety because out here it's not really well publicised. I think the inland waterway drownings and how they're increasing. Everyone just thinks you drown at the beach or you drown at a pool. There's not much in the way of, you know, inland dams, lakes, rivers. And I know it's, you know, over school holidays, you go camping at the river, you know, parents or older siblings have a, a beer or, couple of mates go
2: to the river. It's not understood. Yeah. Well, that's right. Our industry operates in a whole range of settings. And, you know, I was again, you know, exposed to that with big swim, just, you know, inland out open water, not just within facilities. So, yeah,
1: and that's probably one to mention for this forum as well. That Vic Swim is that cost-effective swimming, yeah. that swimming program that that's needed and that's available. Uh, the intensive holiday swimming program over the first three weeks of January. So that is the government-funded program, but it is that great exposure to all those beaches, inland waterways, and pools at a subsidised cost for swimming lessons
0: yeah it's an absolutely fantastic program and i know Kit, as i'm a coordinator for 12 of the pools around here you just see the amount of people that get development from whether it's the swim teachers or it's the kids it's their parents the stuff they yeah. do is absolutely amazing and i love it i can't i always promote it, always yeah my swimming lessons um it's a fantastic program
2: well, our, our reach last year was over 15,000 kids and that was in a <laughs> a summer of extreme challenge. So, you know, we're looking at, you know, hopefully adding a whole range of other venues as well for this next year, which will even increase that participation rate even more. Hmm. Yeah. Cross fingers. <laughs> it would be amazing to see it
0: come out and, it be bigger and better. I know I've got a few open water programs. I'd love to start running up here that I think would just benefit everyone and give that
2: experience yeah. happening. Well, uh, Katrina do ring me cause just I've got the list from the regional coordinators debrief. So we've just been looking at where they all are and if there were any others, we'll, we'll add those as well.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I definitely will. Cool, thank you. <laughs> so, that's okay. The last of my questions. Did you have any other words of advice or anything you wanted to add? Keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs>
2: keep yes, keep swimming and and keep supporting this industry. It's a wonderful industry to be part of. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for the opportunity. That's all yes, right. Thank you, thank you all. so
1: much, Kat. It's a great initiative that you're doing, and oh. especially this time credit to you as well
2: oh yeah oh, it's brilliant I think yeah I can't wait to have a look at some of your other webinars
0: yeah I've really enjoyed it and it's helped me develop and learn especially when with the first lockdown mm-hmm. I didn't do anything so it's given me a lot of experience and yeah I'm hoping that just helps everyone else that just you know, now we're down for a second one. Hopefully it makes everyone think a bit more positive and encouraging.
2: You can come and teach us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll come and teach about regional areas. I'm more than happy. I'm promoting regional flat out lately. Yeah, I spoke to another lady yeah. in the middle of Queensland and she's had the same thing. We want to get a little industry up and running and be able to activate more for it as well.
2: Well, it's, I mean, look, it's one industry, but there definitely are differences within different parts of the industry. So, yeah. you know, it's really important to understand that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I don't think many people, especially in the metro areas, do notice that there is such a change and such a difference between metro yeah. and regional. So, yeah, that's good that, you know, you can see that as well. Thank you. Perfect. That's all right. Thank you for your
2: time. Fabulous.
1: Well, thank you so much, Kat. Thank you, ladies. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Bye.